Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hi, angels. Magli here. It's so nice to be back. I don't know why, but it feels like an absolute age since I've been here chatting to you. I think because a lot of the episodes, like the past two weeks' episodes, they were pre-recorded because I knew that I was going to be away. And so, yeah, they were like recorded a little while ago. And I feel like it's been a bit of time since I've sat down and spoken just me. So hi, hi, hi. Also, originally, I'd planned to do an episode and actually I'd planned for this episode to be the episode that I'd planned to do with George. And because I've been away and he's been solo parenting, I thought it'd be fun and interesting to hear from him as well as obviously what I've got to say. (laughs) But guys, I'm not gonna lie. I'm doing this alone because George said that everything went smoothly and I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it on the podcast. Also, let's face it, that's not why you're here, is it? Who wants to hear that everything is all fine and fucking dandy? No one. (laughs) Is it just me or does it feel like men seem to find it easier? I don't know what it is. I had part of me, I won't lie, had hoped that George would be like, oh my god, actually, it was so stressful. It was a lot. Like, (laughs) well done you. And no, he was just really blasé. He was like, yeah, it was good. She was the best girl ever and I thought fuck you (laughs) anyway luckily I'm not bitter about the situation (laughs) so hi team I am in a little bit of a transition period so I thought what better place to come and unpack my shit (laughs) I feel a little bit pulled in two directions at the moment which feels difficult I've so I've been away for five days ish I mean I got back a couple days ago but I was away for five days I went on a retreat which I'll talk about more in a second and then I went to see my dad which I'll touch on as well because (laughs) my word is there a reason why at a certain age we just don't live with our parents anymore but anyway (laughs) we'll unpack that in a moment and I'm back now and I honestly I cannot explain the joy I felt in seeing Isla and I obviously still feel in being back with Isla and George and Magnus but it's also hard diving back into all of the responsibilities and pressures of life isn't it I when you're away Why does it feel like life just, not life doesn't stop when you're away, but like the pressures of life stop? Do you know what I mean? There's not this like, you need to do laundry, you need to make money, you need to work on yourself, work on your business, you need to make lunches, you need to make sure that your kid is okay. Well, I mean, you need to make sure that your kid is okay when you're away anyway. Well, I was away without my kids, so (laughs) it felt quite good to not worry about that for a moment. But yeah, it's been a little bit difficult uh, arriving back and sort of feeling like thrown into the depths of reality. Um, Yeah, not easy. And it's got me thinking about balance in life, you know, 
because correct me if I'm wrong, but it's something we all strive for. I strive for it anyway. But sometimes I also wonder if a totally balanced life is possible. And if so, could it be boring? And what I mean by that is, would the highs feel as good if we didn't experience lows sometimes? And are the lows... Also, just to clarify that when I mean low in this case, I'm talking about healing. And because I feel like healing sounds great, but true healing is uncomfortable and it can involve a lot of grief also. So in this case, are the lows not necessary? You know, for the next generation, for example, a small, for instance, and I I use the word small lightly because it's all relative, right? And it's small in the grand scheme of things, I feel, but I guess it's big to me. For example, I struggle with self-worth, often thinking I'm not good enough, I should do better, blah, 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 blah mentally beating myself up for so many small things and in order to manage it get over it and heal that wound wherever it came from I need to dig deep and confront fears that don't want to be confronted and it probably to a certain extent could mean an easier life if I didn't confront them but also uncovering them and learning about them enables me to break the cycle for Isla if that makes sense in the hopes that you know she doesn't have this self-doubt clouding her every decision like I feel I do sometimes anyway food for thought and I'd be interested to hear what you think. I say this all the time, but I'll say it again. If anything I say on any episode sparks some sort of desire for any of you to come chat, whether you agree and want to share your thoughts or disagree and, you know, are interested in having a a bit of a friendly, respectful debate about it, um, my DMs are always open. So please feel free to reach out. I just, I find human psychology really interesting and how, just how we are, why we think the way we think, why we feel the way we feel and yeah it's just it's interesting I find it interesting and like I said self-worth is something that I really struggle with and I don't want Isla to to live like that and so I feel like maybe it is lows are necessary in order for me to unpack a lot of shit that you know I haven't been unpacking and that I've sort of been suffocating low 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 deep inside me so that I don't have to deal with it but anyway it's crazy how much I'm packing you do about yourself when you have a child. Anyway, right, on to my retreat. Ah, so much unpacking. (laughs) So much unpacking. Sometimes I wonder why certain people feel the need to unpack and potentially heal more than others because I look at George for example and admittedly I'm looking at him from a completely like external point of view maybe this isn't the way that he feels but he seems really steady (laughs) and he's not always had it easy you know for example his mum passed away about five years ago and I just don't understand (laughs) I don't understand and sometimes I struggle and I can get a bit frustrated at people that are just so, just seem so content. And I'm like, how? Because I think sometimes I feel like I wish I was a little bit more just (laughs) stable. a little bit more content because I experience highs really really high but then that also means that I experience lows really really low and it's just it's interesting how different people people are just fucking different and I love that I love that about people anyway a lot of unpacking on the retreat 
I will say something that I didn't expect when I was leaving, Isla was napping and I wanted to say bye. I wanted to give her a big kiss and a cuddle, but I didn't want to wake her. And I felt really heartbroken to leave her. I genuinely felt so, so sad. And don't get me wrong, I knew that I would feel sad and I knew that I'd miss her, but I really did not expect this sort of, my heartstrings, it's like my heart was physically attached to her. And the more I walked to the front door and the the more I walked to my car, my heartstrings were just being pulled tighter and tighter until they were about to rip. And it was, oh my goodness, it was really real. Um, and I hadn't expected that. And I think it came with also a little bit of anxiety because I have been away from Isla in the past, but I've actually never been away from Isla without George before. And I don't know why, but that felt different. I think I also felt a little bit of not jealousy. I don't know if that's the right word but a little bit of FOMO you know as if they're gonna bond without me which I know is <laughs> I know is okay and I know is healthy <laughs> but I felt sad again is not the right word or maybe it is and I'm scared to admit it I don't really know but I was like oh my god I'm gonna miss out on time but yeah when I'm with them I'm like oh I need a break and it's just oh <laughs> I'm always being pulled in two directions and I think that that's the biggest thing about parenthood you know there's <laughs> there's so many like frustrating moments but then there's also just you don't want to miss out you just want to be there all the time but then you also need a break all the time and oh anyway <laughs> so um, yeah my journey was a little bit difficult because I just my heart just felt like it was with Isla and I felt really scared to leave her and almost I guess scared to go on this retreat journey without her because obviously obviously I knew what the retreat was going to be about so the retreat was with a woman called Gemma and she runs women's circles around the UK called Sister Stories and I actually did the um, Sister Stories facilitation years ago now um, to be able to run women's circles but in all honesty it's something that I did a fair few times and then well <laughs> I got the fear <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I got the fear that people didn't enjoy it, that, you know, no one would come, and then I just stopped, and I didn't stick at it, and it's annoying, but here we are. Um, hopefully, it's funny, actually, I was gonna say hopefully that can come back, you know, at some point in the future, I can let go of the fear <laughs> and hold women's circles, but I was talking to my roommate, and I say roommate, but we were staying in, like, huts. It was, like, glamping, but a camping style glamping if that makes sense it wasn't like luxurious um, and I say that in the best way possible because we were really immersed in nature and it was amazing but I was chatting to my yurt hut mate if you will and we were just getting to know each other one night chatting in bed before we went to sleep and I said to her that I don't hold women's circles anymore and I had spoken to her about my podcast and then she made a great point that actually this is my way of holding space for women which is the whole point of sister stories is women gathering, sharing and there's just this undercurrent of compassion because sometimes it feels good to simply be heard and often when we 
speak to friends or our partner, you know, mother, sister, whoever it might be, we're always met with feedback or advice or suggestions. And sometimes it's just nice to let it out and not get anything back, you know, unless potentially outside of the circle, you might ask for it, you know, I shared this in the circle, do you have any, you know, words of wisdom, if potentially the person's gone through it as well, or maybe they haven't, and you're just interested in their opinion. But in terms of in the circle, you just talk about how you feel what's going on inside and it's so beautiful to feel witnessed and there's no judgment there's no condition there's just this pure undercurrent of warmth and love and compassion and oh it's so beautiful but anyway she um my hut mate (laughs) she pointed out that actually my way of holding space for women is the podcast and I'd never actually really thought of it like that and I really loved that and I'm grateful for her for kind of just bringing that to my attention because I think a lot of the times we feel like we you know, gain these qualifications, for lack of a better word, or, you know, we do these courses, or we do these trainings, etc, etc, and then we don't put them to good use, or we feel like we don't put them to good use, but actually, all of my training from, I've done so many trainings from drama school to uh, teaching yoga, I'm a massage therapist as well, which I don't even know if I've ever spoken about it on here, I am trained to run women's circles, and to feel like actually all of these things, I may not action them directly, if that makes sense. But you know, maybe in a yoga class, if it's a private client, I might use some of my massage techniques. Or on the podcast, I use some of the tools that I've gained from the sister stories facilitation, you know, holding space for women. And I do that in my yoga classes as well. And it was a really good just discovery. I think often we put pressure on ourselves, you know, oh, I've done this course or this training, I must use it and put everything aside and just focus on this one thing but it's really interesting yeah that things just I think take time to manifest themselves and someone reminded me a friend of mine reminded me of this a little while ago actually I had been can't remember talking about something I think oh it was my website I was talking about and I've been working on my website for years (laughs) honestly I'm embarrassed to admit how long my website has sort of been just in the background but sometimes things do just take time to manifest we have these ideas and we plant a seed and then maybe we don't look at the seed or but subconsciously we water it and then one day when it's ready the seed can sort of flourish I am noticing myself in this moment talking about this getting self-conscious at the fact that maybe I'm sounding a little bit woo-woo and corny and cringy (laughs) I always use the word wanky because I feel Okay, let me unpack this with you guys. I think I feel a little bit self-conscious at admitting, not just to the world, but to myself, that I actually am quite a spiritual person. I believe in the earth. I believe in Mother Nature. I believe in a higher power. I believe in holistic healing, emotional healing, you know, trauma, wounds, like everything, you know, um, talking to our inner child, etc., etc. And I think I use the word wanky to to deflect, to bring a little bit of a funny side to it because I worry of the judgment that people might put on me or I'm projecting that judgment onto people a hundred percent. But being away, I've <laughs> I've unpacked so much. <laughs> 
it's crazy how much you can unpack just in like a couple days. But I think this is why these things, you know, retreats are so important and can be so transformational, especially when you feel the support of a group of women. Because at the end of the day, we're all unique, but I really believe that we're all the same. And what I mean by that is we all have similarities. That's a better way to put it. We all have fears that to a certain extent are the same. We all fear we're not enough. We all fear that we might end up alone. We all fear that we're not loved. We all fear that we should be better, do better, and essentially that we're not good enough. And how that manifests itself and how that shows up in our daily lives may, you know, is circumstantial and will change and look different for everyone. But at the end of the day, just want to feel safe in ourselves um, emotionally and physically we just want to do our best isn't like isn't that isn't that all we want for ourselves and each other I think what's really lovely is also when you see someone being so open with their vulnerability it invites you to be open with your vulnerability um at least it did me and I'm actually I am someone that is happy to be vulnerable but also I often get a lot of um they worded it or one woman worded it on the retreat I can't remember how they worded it but basically you know how after you drink you might get anxiety or sometimes people call it beer fear and sometimes I get that like vulnerability anxiety as if potentially I've shared too much and now people are going to think xyz of me and maybe I shouldn't have said so much and did I overshare blah 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 but to be in a surrounding and a situation where actually you are just open to share I think in daily life sometimes people are like oh hey how are you and people just expect you to be like yeah I'm good and god forbid you turn around and you're like actually <laughs> I'm falling apart here you know and it's like I don't know would that really work in society I'm not really sure but it's really nice to have the space to be able to do that because sometimes we need that life is fucking hard you know we have so many fears and doubts and anxieties and it's nice to be able to share them and know that we're not fucking alone in them because we feel so alone in them oh the other amazing thing is that it doesn't matter how old you are what age you are we're all human and I don't know I feel like the older I get the more I realize that age really doesn't matter but it's beautiful to be reminded of it again you know to be connecting with women that are 20 plus years older than me and feel inspired by them but also have them tell me that they find me inspiring because I think like who am I like I'm a baby you know, compared to you, like, and I mean that in the nicest way possible, but I've not lived life. I mean, I have, I have, of course, lived, you know, a part of my life, hopefully I have much more to live. But in terms of like, life wisdom, I don't feel like I have that much to offer. And I'm sure that that's, you know, my demons talking, but I do feel like that sometimes. And so to hear from a woman, a real woman, I guess is what I really want to say, because sometimes I still feel like a girl. Does anyone else ever get that? Like, I'm a woman? (laughs) Am I? Because I feel like a 16-year-old girl. (laughs) So to have a woman, like, that's lived life tell me that she sees a spark in me and 
finds me inspiring and thought provoking is just, it's unbelievable. It's so equal, so, so equal. And that is what's beautiful. And it's really made me realize, I think I was starting to touch on this a minute ago, that retreats, whether it's yoga retreats, you know, this was Sister Stories retreat, uh, Women's Circle, whether it's any other sort of mindfulness, self-care retreat, they are so important. And I know that sometimes they seem like a luxury because you do need a certain amount of disposable income in order to afford one. Also, I mean, they're all levels. Some of them are, you know, ours was more of a camping glamping vibe, but then you get really luxurious retreats, which I know require a certain amount of disposable income. And it's a shame, but I get it because I've looked into doing one and oh my God, they do not come cheap, even as, you know, for the host. But fuck me, it is so vital that we just gather and breathe and immerse ourselves in nature. And oh, something else that I was going to say earlier is that I'm embracing my wankiness. I am embracing the fact that, oh, I believe in the earth. Guys, I rolled around in mud. I danced in the rain. I went into a plunge pool. I didn't go into a plunge pool. I plunged in a cold water pool. And I say pool. It wasn't a pool. It was a barrel. (laughs) Wow, I've never done that before. I always consider myself to be like a non-cold person. So basically a hot person, a hot water loving person. But oh, it was amazing. And it made me realize meditation, seated meditation is so overrated, in my opinion. And I think this is something that I've always felt but been a little bit scared to admit as a yoga teacher, as a meditation practitioner, and as a meditation instructor. But seated, just seated meditation, so overrated. Because I think for a lot of us, for example, I'm just going to speak for myself, my mind is really busy. And so if I sit, just sit, that's too much. That doesn't stop my thoughts. And I think it's really interesting. We were having this conversation about, you know, mindfulness, self-care, what can we do to help ourselves navigate the fucking daily shit, especially for me, you know, in terms of being a mom, etc, etc, pressures of life. And I've tried really hard to meditate. And you know what, meditation's not for me. And that is fucking okay. And something interesting is that going into the cold water, I didn't realize that it would be a form of meditation. Like it makes sense now, but I hadn't really connected the dots. I thought it was just like, oh, it all, I don't know, it wakes up like your nervous system, it makes you feel good afterwards, blah, blah, blah. But actually, because it's so cold, I guess similar to labor, and I know this is gonna sound really weird, but I don't think I've ever experienced such a meditative state as when I was in labor giving birth to Isla because it was so overwhelming. All I could do was sit and breathe. Like I, that was the only thing I could do, get in the zone and focus on my breath. And it was a similar situation when I got into the cold water. It was so cold. <laughs> and so uncomfortable that all I could do was focus on my breath, slow, deep breaths. And it's interesting now that I'm thinking about it. Gosh, this is a real... <laughs> I hadn't expected to unpack quite this much when I came on, you know, and I was like, oh, I've got a few things to unpack. So I thought I'd <laughs> come here. I hadn't actually expected to unpack this much. But it's made me realize that actually I'm someone that I actually work quite well in a crisis. Small things, when they go wrong, they piss me off much more because I think sometimes it feels like, oh, it could be so avoidable. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just annoying that it's happened and it grates on me much more than a catastrophe 
catastrophe because it feels like a catastrophe would have been less easy to avoid. And therefore, I just need to get stuck in. I just need to breathe and get on with it. And yeah, that's what I think about that. I've lost my original train of thought. (laughs) But um, yeah, something else on the retreat, I think, is that because I am a space holder, I was feeling a little bit self-conscious about arriving and being so vulnerable because I felt the need to show, I guess, my professional side to a certain extent that I have it together. And then I realized that (laughs) no one's got it together. If you've got it together, send me a DM and (laughs) just so I know who you are so that I can never speak to you ever again. (laughs) Um, No, well done you. I think we can have an overall feeling of, you know, I think think I'm okay. (laughs) And I think I'm okay now. But what I really, I don't know, when you really think about it, (laughs) what the fuck am I doing? What the fuck are we doing? Let's not get into that because, oh my gosh, that's a whole other kettle of worms, tin of fish, was it? One of those, both of them. Um, Yeah, let me share with you, I realise this is a mumming podcast, motherhood podcast, and I'm not talking about Isla, (laughs) but, well, but nothing. (laughs) It's about me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I feel self-conscious saying that. I don't know why, but it's about me. Okay, guys, quick question. Do you think, this is going to sound really random, but I'm going to ask you the question first and then talk you through where the question has come from. Do you think it's possible for people to change, like genuinely change? Because I'd really like to not be so, what's the word, like haphazardly put together, (laughs) but I can't help it. I'm away with the fairies and I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. And the reason I'm asking this question, right, is because on my journey to the retreat, yes, we're still on the retreat, I'll get on to unpacking <laughs> my Paris trip in a moment. Right, so I'm on my way, I'm in the car, and I decide to stop off for a drink and go to the toilet. I forget my phone in the toilet, don't ask me how, but I do. I get back to the car and I'm <laughs> I'm looking everywhere in the car. And my phone case is black and the like bottom, the floor of my car, I don't really know what you call it, is black as well. And does anyone ever do this? Like, I'm willing, I'm literally opening my eyes wider than they've ever been open before, willing my phone to be there and thinking that maybe I just can't see it because of the color of everything and it's camouflaged itself into the ground, like the flooring of the car. And I'm just looking in the floor like you will appear. Maybe, (laughs) maybe if I look long enough. you will appear. Anyway, I realized that my phone's not there. I run back to the toilet and someone is in the cubicle and I loiter around like a fucking creep. And I did think of knocking and asking, but I wasn't 100% sure which cubicle it was. Finally, a woman comes out. She gives me my phone. Great. I go back into my car. And then I forget my fucking sunglasses in the toilet of East Grinstead Library. I needed to get chocolate from the Waitrose. um, And I needed to get chocolate because one of 
the things on the retreat, it was like, bring X, Y, Z, bring a chocolate offering. Obviously, I didn't take care of it until the last moment <laughs> because I'm haphazardly put together. I would like to be someone that takes care of these things beforehand. Also, on the Thursday, bearing in mind that I left the Friday, on the Thursday, I text Jordan. and I was like, I've not taken care of my parking at Gatwick because I went straight from the retreat, which was just north of Hove, in between like Hove and Gatwick, basically. So it was just like half an hour south of Gatwick. And so I was going to leave my car at the airport, get on my flight straight from, you know, the retreat, get on my flight, go to Paris and then come back into Gatwick and then drive home. But I'd not taken care of my parking. So I text George on the Thursday being like, <laughs> hi. <laughs> can you please purchase my parking and he did and I'm very grateful thank you George because I just I, I hate doing stuff like that like logistical admin Ugh, gross it makes me anxious makes me want to vomit anyway I'd like to again I'd like to be more like practical but I'm just not I'm just <laughs> I just like to roll around in mud <laughs> and I'm embracing that that is why I'm in East Grinstead library because oh also there was no fucking coverage around East Grinstead so I'm there looking at the map trying to see where like the compass is on google maps anyway that's boring i'm in east grinstead i'm in the waitrose i need to pee there's no toilet in the waitrose so i go to the library across the road and i go to pee there <laughs> i forget my fucking sunglasses in the toilet don't i so i get back into the car i start driving and it's sunny and i go to put my sunglasses you know on my face and <laughs> i realize that they're nowhere to be seen so i think fuck so i drive around the car park once again park my car i did for one second consider parking in the disabled bay but i just i couldn't do it but it was closer to the library but i really couldn't do it <laughs> like i just couldn't do it so i go around the car park it was quite busy find a spot blah blah run to the library and oh okay as i'm walking into the toilet they're like unisex toilets well not unisex toilets they're just like there's two disabled toilets and anyone goes in anyway there's two of them and there was one that was occupied and the other one that wasn't occupied was the one that i left my sunglasses in or at least i'd hoped that i'd left my sunglasses in but there's this elderly man walking in front of me and i can see that he's going to the toilet and in my head i'm thinking right do i wait for him to go in i don't want to it, it was just a bit awkward i was like do i wait for him to go in do his business come out and then i can just go in pretend that i need the toilet and just pick up my sunglasses but then i thought nah <laughs> He's old. It could take him 20 minutes to pee, you know? So I decided to ask him for my sunglasses. Needless to say, it was a bit of a stressful journey. And back to my question. <laughs> Do you think it's possible for people to change? Can I become someone that doesn't forget shit everywhere? When I was driving from the retreat where it was to the airport, I gave one of the girls a lift. Um, one of the women, I should say, because we are women in our own rights. Um, one of the women, a lift, because she was also going to the airport, going somewhere else. I think Belfast, I think it was. And she hadn't planned anything. She was like, oh, I'll just get the train. And I was like, I'm driving. See, it was meant to be. So I gave her a lift. And then, oh my God, I am, when we get to the airport, I'm in the boot of my car trying to like unpack my bags and then repack, you know, what do I need for Paris? I'd half done a Paris bag and then half done my retreat bag, but I needed some bits from the retreat bag. And it was just, it was so messy. It was so chaotic. It stresses me out. Can people change? Because I want to change this aspect of myself. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm, I feel like I'm getting sweaty just talking about it. So, yeah, that was that. It was fucking beautiful. The retreat was fucking amazing being held by women. Women are phenomenal. Women are so fucking courageous and empowering. And I'm so happy to be a woman. I mean, men are great, but women are just women are something else. Women are something else. If you are a woman listening to this, if you're a man, soz. <laughs> but if you are a woman listening to this, well done you. Well done you for fucking everything that you do. Oh, women are amazing. There's just, I, I'm losing my words because I, it makes me speechless. Women are fucking incredible. Okay, next on the agenda is Paris. I will say I was absolutely gutted not to be going home to Isla after the retreat. Also because I think, I think I felt this like urge and fire inside me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to put all of my nuggets of wisdom to use right now. Um, yeah, and I felt like Paris, it's not that I couldn't do it in Paris, I could, but I knew that it was going to be a completely different energy because my dad is moving to Egypt for a year and I was helping him like pack the house up, clean, etc, etc. Basically, he's single and so I thought I would come and put a woman's touch on it because, well, <laughs> women are amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, men need women and women don't need men. And so I knew it was going to be quite, quite heavy. And my dad is in the nicest way possible. He can be a bit of a heavy person. He's very philosophical and, you know, everything has a bigger meaning and that's great I'm all for that but sometimes you know sometimes you just want a bit of superficialness um and that's really not in his um that's really not his forte and and that's okay that is okay but I think for me after the retreat I think I needed a bit more downtime than I knew that I was gonna get um and I didn't get the downtime I mean don't get me wrong got some downtime but anyway blah 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 oh we cleaned so much. And actually, does anyone ever feel like they would be happy being a cleaner? And I say that, I don't mean to put down cleaners because, you know, it's a fine profession. But sometimes I feel like it's a profession that gets looked down on a little bit. But cleaning is so satisfying. And it's so therapeutic. And oh, I loved it so much more than I thought. And it actually inspired me when I got back, I did a big clear out of like old clothes, clothes of Isla's, you know, some baby stuff that we've been keeping. And I'm like, why are we keeping this? Yeah, potentially, you know, if we have another baby, but we don't even know if the other baby is going to be a girl. And yes, I know boys can wear pink too. And I'm really sorry. But I wouldn't say I dress Isla like as a girl, um, but I'm not sure if I would dress a boy with, oh, I'm getting into a whole territory of being cancelled, aren't I? Not a conversation for right now, but I will touch on this at another time. I don't know why, but I'm more happy to dress Isla in quote-unquote boys' clothes than I would if I have a son in quote-unquote girls' clothes. Please don't cancel me. <laughs> 
I don't know why I have this, you know, thought, feeling, whatever. But needless to say, we kept loads of like really, you know, quote unquote girly clothes. And I just thought, oh, okay. I kept a few bits, but I didn't need it. And it felt really good to just, whew, it's so cleansing. So cleansing, so therapeutic. So I think I'm going to do a little bit more of that. Not necessarily more cleaning because, you know, I also don't want to be cleaning every day. I also think it's not the same when you clean your own house because it feels like a chore because you should do it. Whereas... I don't know. It was really therapeutic to just get rid of so much stuff at my dad's. Um, so yeah, that was that. It was lovely to see my dad. It does make me realize that, I don't know, I've I've not lived with him ever. I mean, since the age of about six years old. Um, so I don't know if there's a certain, like subconsciously, there's a little bit more of a resistance living with him or being with him for a certain amount of time because I think I'm not used to it. And also he's a bachelor, you know, he's set in his own way and I feel like men more often than not are set in their own ways I feel like women are more adaptable because women are fucking amazing (laughs) but yeah and it was really great to spend time together and it is just as good to be home even though I am finding myself in this transition period I think like the last few days of me being away what I've really realized is that I need to get out a little bit more um admittedly I spent a lot of time at home you know editing podcasts or planning yoga videos yoga flows, working on my platform, etc, etc. But it does get really lonely sometimes. And I don't think I realize it until I'm surrounded by people. And I have a sort of external reason to get up in the morning rather than reasons that I put on myself. Does that make sense? Because I am my own business, I am my own brand, etc, etc. There's something to be said for external pressure of getting up in the morning for not a bigger purpose, but a purpose for someone else. There's a certain level of accountability that isn't there when it's for yourself. So um, I think it's made me realize that I need to find ways of integrating myself into society or my community a little bit more to give myself a little bit more of a wider community sense of purpose because I actually I love people so much and I spend too much time alone and it's funny because I actually I love alone time but on my terms and sometimes I notice that I'm by myself hmm I don't know not because I don't want to be by myself and like no one wants to spend time with me no but I don't actually I don't reach out to people that much and I'm gonna try and reach out to people a little bit more um and hopefully these people say yes (laughs) But do you know what I mean? It's funny, I hadn't realized that actually sometimes I think in the day-to-day I'm a little bit lonely until I was so held by people and by a group and that was so, so lovely. I just, I love community and we've lost the sense of community in our society and I need to find a way to integrate myself into a community, whether it be directly in my town or, what you know, wherever, it doesn't matter. But yeah, that is something I'm going to do or seed that I'm planting for myself. I guess to circle back to the beginning, I'm in a transition period now of trying to integrate some of my learnings and discoveries over the weekend into my daily life and not get sort of sucked back into the mundane routine that it can often feel like, you know, when you're a human with responsibilities, with a child, with a dog, with, you know, a mortgage and cleaning and laundry and etc, etc. How can I... Because transformation was made on my retreat and discoveries were made and things were unlocked and inspiration was sparked. 
And I don't want to lose that because so often, you know, we do these things. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired to do X, Y, Z. And then we get back and then the pressures of life and responsibilities are a little bit, not necessarily overwhelming, but they crowd us and cloud us. And so we don't take time to, you know, come back to the things that we've unlocked in ourselves. (laughs) I'm noticing myself again, feeling self-conscious about the fact that maybe I'm coming across too deep, too spiritual, but I'm embracing it. And it's something that I would like to try to embrace a little bit more and accept about myself. I don't know why I have this resistance and why I feel self-conscious, but I do. But actually, you know what? I love the earth. I love healing, I love nature, I love yoga, I love breath, I love movement, I love transformation, and it's just, it's amazing. (laughs) I think because, I don't know what I think, but it's amazing. I'm going to leave it there. On that note, my top tip Tuesday for you guys this week is to check in with yourself. How are you? How are you really? And if you've not checked in with yourself yet today, I invite you to take this moment with me to just close your eyes or if you're driving, listening to this in the car, (laughs) don't close your eyes, but just take a deep breath in and a deep breath out and tune in to how you are feeling because it's so easy to get caught up in the monotonous routine and go on autopilot and not check in with ourselves. And however you are feeling, remember that it's okay, whether it feels, you know, frustrating or whether there is frustration or a bit of sadness or anger or fear, that's fine. But just checking in and giving it space, because I think we try to put those things to one side, but then they're bound to come out eventually. Um, And my other top tip is an invitation to celebrate yourself. What is one thing that you would like to celebrate about yourself today? Because do we not speak to ourselves negatively way too often? And my top tip today is I invite you every day, maybe it's a practice. Um, I write gratitudes. Admittedly, I go in and out of this practice, but I notice that when I'm in it, it makes such a difference to my mental health, to my mental well-being, to my mindset, and to myself and to my day, right? Isn't that the foundation of everything? So how are you feeling? And what is one thing that you are celebrating about yourself today? If you would like to share it with me, I would absolutely love that, especially the one thing that you're celebrating about yourself. Maybe it's something that you've done. Maybe it's something that you are. It doesn't matter. There's no right or wrong. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And if you're happy to, I would love to share some of our celebrations maybe on the next episode of the podcast. It won't be next week because next week we have Jodi, who is not a mom, but she's going to be talking about her perspective on potentially wanting to be a parent, but being unsure, blah, blah, blah. How does she place herself in society, the pressures of society on women becoming a mom, etc, etc. So interesting. So I won't share the celebrations next week, but maybe the week after. Please, 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 you can send me an email, hello at magliswift.com or find me on Instagram at magliswift underscore. Please share your celebrations because I can only imagine that you have so much to celebrate about yourself. Right, lastly, (laughs) for 
from last week's episode with Holly. Okay, this week's mumming mishap. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I thought about this before coming on and I feel like it's not really a mumming mishap, but I think the mumming mishap is the guilt that I feel. Um, I'm just gonna say it. I kind of wanted George to find it harder than he did and I feel annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> that he didn't. I'm talking about his weekend of solo parenting. I feel a little bit gutted. I really wanted him to find it harder. And I guess it's not a direct mumming mishap into, you know, something that I've done quote unquote wrong as a parent because they're not wrong. But you know, you know what I mean. You know how this goes. I think this is more of a, I guess, a, a personal, emotional, human mishap. And although there's no real mishap because we're all humans, we're all learning. But you know, this is how I'm calling it. What the fuck, George? <laughs> Is it wrong of me to have wanted him to find it harder than he did? Let me know. Please tell me I'm not alone. Right, that is it for me today. I'm sending you guys so much love. Oh my gosh, it's been so wonderful to catch up. I say that. <laughs> It's been wonderful to speak to you because I don't know what's going on with you, but my DMs are always open as I've said. Mwah. Lots of love. I will speak to you next week. Ciao.